Recently, I said goodbye to a family that was moving away from where we lived in Georgia. I went over to lunch and spent some time with them, and the wife, Beth, she was wearing a shirt that was so characteristic of her sense of humor, and it just read, I identify as vaccinated. We can identify ourselves in a number of ways. I got to go to my first home game of Auburn football last week, and I enjoyed that. Thank you very much. You can identify yourself as an Auburn fan or an Alabama fan or the fan of some other school. You can identify yourself as a Democrat or a Republican or an Independent. There are people who identify themselves as vaxxers or anti-vaxxers, maskers or anti-maskers. We can identify ourselves as black, white, Hispanic, Asian, Greek, etc., We can identify ourselves as gay, straight, or something else altogether, with or without pronouns at the end of our email signature. So there's all kinds of ways that we can identify ourselves. But we heard in the gospel today the way that Christ is identified. And he says to us, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am He, and that I can do nothing on my own authority but speak thus as the Father taught me. Our Lord Jesus Christ is identified in and by his crucifixion. It is then, it is at that moment, it is in our reflection about that moment after the fact, even 2,000 years after the fact, that we know who he is. It wasn't the miracles, it was his crucifixion. And so the message to us is, I believe, that if we want to identify first and foremost as Christians, or if we already identify first and foremost as Christians and we want to deepen that connection with Christ, what do we need to do? We need to crucify our will to do His, just as He submitted His will to that of His Father. We hear Him say, I do nothing on my own authority, but speak thus as the Father taught me. So how do we do this? Well, we could go into a lot of details, but the Lord gives us the two greatest commandments, which is to love God with all our heart, soul, and and mind, and strength, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And maybe we need more specific direction than that, and so he gives it to us. And he gives us things that we can do, like praying and fasting, which are a way that we can express our love to God or for God. And also, he says, pray fast, And it's sometimes translated, give alms, but it should be translated, do acts of loving kindness and tender compassion to your neighbors who are in need. In his book, The Rise of Christianity, sociologist Rodney Stark makes a case that the explosive growth of early Christianity was due in large part to Christian caregivers who stayed behind in big cities during plagues to care for those who were suffering from those plagues. And many of those people died, but some of those people survived because they had basic medical attention given to them. Just basic, basic things. But while all the pagans fled the city to their country homes, the Christians stayed behind, says Stark, and helped those people. And those those whose lives were saved, understandably, some of them became Christians, Maybe a good number of them became Christians. But those Christian caregivers were not trying to make converts. They were not trying to convert the world. They were merely focused on doing the will of God. 
And so I wonder, and I invite you to imagine, what could happen around us if we take seriously the ethical standard to which Christ calls us, if we crucify our will to do his, just as he submitted his will to that of his Father. Imagine what could happen. Not because we want it to happen, but because it's God's will. Through the prayers of our Holy Fathers, O Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy in us. Amen.